Welcome to the King's Word Bible Study. I'm your host, Brother Vinny Fitzgerald, and today we're going to delve into the Bible to bring you insight from God's Word that will help you to grow and to develop into spiritual maturity. These lessons are designed to help guide you and strengthen you in your relationship with the Lord. Whether you've never opened the Bible or have read it cover to cover, this podcast will inform and uplift you. Our purpose is not only for you to know and to understand the King's Word, but for you to live it out in your day-to-day life. Philippians 4 and 9 tells us, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Today, our topic is going to be waiting upon the Lord. Let's begin in Psalm chapter 37. In Psalm 37, starting in the first verse, there's a psalm of David. It says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself. Also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as at the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. They there shall diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Now in verse 7, it said, Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Then verse 9 says, But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Waiting on the Lord is a crucial part of our Christian life, and Psalm 37 stresses the importance of it. The word wait appears 106 times in Scripture. The word wait is defined as a verb, meaning to rest in expectation and patience, and it is also defined as to be ready to serve, to obey. And this is how we understand wait today in the English language. Throughout the Hebrew and the Greek languages combined, there are seven words that are translated as wait. In Psalm 37 and verse 7, the term and wait patiently is the Hebrew word vehikavel, which means, according to Strong's concordance, to whirl, dance, and writhe. This is a very different meaning of wait than we are normally accustomed to. Earlier in verse 7, the word for rest in Hebrew is davum, which means to be or grow dumb, silent, or still. With these different understandings of resting and waiting, we need to find out how we truly rest in the Lord and how we truly wait upon the Lord. Resting in the Lord and waiting on Him are two sides of the same coin. They go together. In our modern culture, we tend to view terms like rest and terms like wait in a passive way. When we think of resting and waiting, we usually think of doing nothing until what we are waiting for occurs. But passivity will never work 
when it comes to the things of God. We must remain active because faith requires action. We then must ask ourselves, how do we rest in an active sense? In verse 4, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. The Hebrew word for desires is mishalat, which means a request or a petition. The next phrase, of your heart, is the Hebrew word libitra, which means the inner man, mind, will, and heart. Once you've desired something within your spirit, your inner man, and requested God for it, you then need to rest in the Lord. In the fourth verse, we see that we are dealing with the inward man, which lays the foundation for what we find in the seventh verse. From this, we understand that we are dealing with the spiritual and not the natural, and we're dealing with the inward, not the outward. When we rest in the Lord, we need to rest inwardly, not outwardly. And when we rest in the Lord, we are able to have an inner calmness, an inner stillness and silence, because we know that God has heard us, and that we rest in Him by trusting Him. In verse 5, it says, Trust also in Him, and He will do it. The term He will do it means to do or to make. God will make the desires and the requests of our inner man come to pass, even if it seems like there is no way in the natural. The word in Hebrew for trust is uvtach. This same word in other places is translated as bold and have confidence. When we put our trust in the Lord, we must do so with boldness and with confidence. When we are resting in the Lord, we are trusting that our desires will be fulfilled and that God will answer our requests because we are listening for His voice. When we have that inner stillness and that inner silence, it's because we need to be listening for God's voice so that we can discern His answer. We need to rest actively by becoming in tune with the Spirit so we can better hear from God. These are all important parts of our resting in the Lord. We rest by trusting and listening for the answer. Now this leads us to the next part of our study, which is waiting upon the Lord. Waiting upon the Lord, like resting, must be active. In the first part of verse 5, it says, Commit your way to the Lord. The word in Hebrew for commit is gavel, which means to roll, roll away. The phrase, your way, is the Hebrew word darkacha, which means way, road, distance, journey, manner. Rolling is an action, and a continuous action, which demonstrates continuity. Then journey and distance imply long term, and our manner is how we conduct ourselves. We need continuity in our manner and continuity in our action. When we are waiting on the Lord, we can't stop everything that we're doing. We need to continue to act in faith and go forward in faith. We must keep serving God, even if we did not get the answer yet. The two key elements that we find when dealing with waiting upon the Lord are expectancy and patience. Both of these need to be present if we are to be truly waiting upon the Lord. Expect means to reach forward, to look for, to have previous apprehension of something future, whether good or evil, to entertain at least a slight belief that an event will happen. When we have desired something inwardly, we then need to reach out and claim it in faith, with boldness and with confidence. This is what it means also to watch and pray. We need to pray for it, let our desire be known to God, and then watch and expect for it to take place. We then can be assured that what we desired will happen because God will make it come to pass. Patience means the act or quality of waiting long for justice or expected good without discontent. 
It also means perseverance, constancy in labor or exertion. Expectancy needs to come first, and then patience. Expectancy is the motivation of our weight, and patience is that which sustains us throughout the duration of our weight. James chapter 5, verses 7 and 8 says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he received the early and the latter rain. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. It is God's will for us to be patient and to be expectant. We need to wait for the answer, even if it takes a long time. One of the definitions that we saw earlier for waiting is to be ready to serve and to obey. This speaks to the active nature of waiting upon the Lord. We must continue to serve and to obey, no matter if we have the answer or not, and whether the answer is the answer that we're looking for or not. Sometimes the answer is something that we don't like, but we had to continue to serve and to obey no matter what. Now the other definition that we had for waiting is to whirl, dance, or to rive. These things also speak to the active nature of waiting. This is a strange definition of waiting. You may ask yourself, what do these things have to do with waiting? The answer is that they have to do with worship. When waiting upon the Lord, worship is a crucial part. Dancing and whirling before God are worship to Him. Psalm 149 and verse 3 says, Let them praise His name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with the timbrel and harp. Our dancing is done out of rejoicing because we know that God has heard us and will answer us. By our dancing, we are thanking and praising God for the answer that is about to come. Riving has a different connotation. It is usually associated with pain. Riving in this context means wrestling with God. Jacob wrestled with the angel, and he wouldn't let go until the angel blessed him. When we're waiting on God, we need to do likewise. We should not let go of God until we get the answer. We need to hold on. This is all part of actively waiting. Our waiting is done inwardly in the mind, in the will, in the heart, and it manifests itself outwardly in our actions. It must begin in the spirit before we can ever see it in the natural. Let's go to Psalm 62. Psalm 62. To the chief musician, to Jedaphon, a psalm of David. Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will ye imagine mischief against the man? Ye shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing wall shall ye be, and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Selah. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times. Ye people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Now we see all the elements of rest and waiting in this psalm. David is showing us how to rest and how to wait upon God. Matthew Henry's commentary of Psalm 62 says in part, We are in the way both of duty and comfort when our souls wait upon God, when we cheerfully give up ourselves and all our affairs to His will and wisdom, when we leave ourselves to all the ways of His providence 
and patiently expect the event with full satisfaction in his goodness. Trusting in God, the heart is fixed. If God be for us, we need not fear what man can do against us. David, having put his confidence in God, foresees the overthrow of his enemies. We have found it good to wait upon the Lord and should change our souls to have such constant dependence upon him as may make us always easy. If God will save my soul, I may well leave everything else to his disposal, knowing all shall turn to my salvation. And as David's faith in God advances to an unshaken steadfastness, so his joy in God improves into a holy triumph. Now we see from this that David didn't sit around and do nothing. He worshipped God. And this psalm was his song of praise, though the judgment of his enemies that he was searching for was not yet manifested in the natural. David's desire to see judgment come began in his spirit, in his inner man, and that was later manifested outwardly when God executed his judgment on his enemies. David is giving us a practical example of how we can properly rest and wait upon the Lord. Let's go to Daniel chapter 10. Now in Daniel chapter 10, beginning in the 8th verse, it says, Therefore I was left alone, and saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground, and behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Below Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remain there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. We see in this chapter that Daniel had made his desire from his inner man made known unto God. Verse 12 says, Thou didst set thine heart to understand. This demonstrates to us that his desire came from his spirit. Three weeks had passed since he made his desire known, and no answer had arrived. The passage of time made Daniel become discouraged. He began to feel like God hadn't heard him or that he wasn't going to answer him. And after three weeks had passed, God assured him that he had heard him. It is at this point that we are introduced to the concept of spiritual warfare, extending the duration of our wait upon the Lord. When it refers to the prince of Persia, it's not referring to a natural prince or a natural king or even a natural kingdom. It's referring to spiritual forces, spiritual principalities. And that was the spirit that was in the land of Persia at that time, a demonic force. And we have to take that into account. And we must take this into consideration because the same thing that happened to Daniel can happen to us too. Many times in life, we've waited for an answer from God, and it felt like it would never come. And it's not because he doesn't hear us. We know for a fact that he always hears us, because his word tells us so. Isaiah 65 and 24 says, And it shall come to pass, 
that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And 1 John 5, 14-15 says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. We know that he hears us, and we know that we have what we ask for as long as it's in the will of God and as long as we claim it in faith. When we're waiting unusually long periods of time, it's because of the spiritual warfare being fought over it. The devil doesn't want the answer to come. He doesn't want the blessing to manifest. The devil is the god of this world and the prince of the power of the air. He is always trying to block our answer because our operating in God's will is absolutely contrary to his purposes. He can fight for a season, but he can never stop what God has ordered. We need to put on the whole armor of God and fight the good fight of faith. This is part of how we actively wait upon the Lord. Spiritual warfare is real, and it's not easy. But if we push through in faith, the answer will arrive. Don't become discouraged when the wait becomes long. Keep standing in faith because God will bring about the victory in due time. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 30. In Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15, it says, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. But ye said, No, for we will flee upon horses, therefore shall ye flee, and we will ride upon the swift, therefore shall they that pursue you be swift. One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one, at the rebuke of five shall ye flee, till ye be left as a beacon upon the top of a mountain, and as an ensign on a hill. And therefore will the Lord wait, that he may be gracious unto you, and therefore will he be exalted, that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment, blessed are all they that wait for him. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. We see in this passage that we find strength and deliverance in our resting and waiting upon the Lord. These are some of the benefits of resting and waiting in faith. If we need deliverance or if we need strength, all we need to do is rest and wait on God. We also see here that Israel wouldn't rest and they wouldn't wait. This is the same as many people today. They don't want to wait. They want the answer immediately. Now, part of this stems from our culture, which is rooted in the immediate, defined by instantaneous gratification and rooted in pleasure. Although waiting may not always be pleasant in the moment, it's absolutely crucial. We need to let things happen in God's perfect timing. A blessing at the wrong time is really a curse. When we rest and wait, it ensures that the blessing comes at the right time. In verse 18, we see the phrase, And therefore will the Lord wait. When we refuse to wait and choose to get the answer on our own without God, He shows us His mercy and His grace by waiting for us. The reason God does this is because He gets the glory by it. If man does it all on his own, God doesn't get the glory. But when God does it, He alone receives all the glory. When we truly rest in Him and wait upon Him, He will get all the glory. And as verse 18 says, Therefore will He be exalted. The ultimate purpose of our resting and waiting upon God 
beyond just getting an answer to our requests, is to exalt and to glorify God. The last part of verse 18 is also very important. It says, Blessed are all those that wait for him. This goes along with Psalm 37 and 9, which says, But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. These are the great promises from God that are available to us today if we choose to truly rest in the Lord and wait upon him. Next time you need an answer from God, and it feels like it's never going to come, don't become discouraged. Psalm 37 and 7 tells us, Fret not thyself. All we need to do is rest and wait and stay steadfast in faith. And we need to be active in our rest and in our wait. When we put our dependence upon God and give him time and space to do his work, he will answer us in due time, in his perfect timing. And then we can enjoy the blessings and the promises that come with it. Psalm 130 verses 5 and 6 says, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord, more than they that watch for the morning. Yea, more than they that watch for the morning. Let's make this our song, and let's make it today our declaration of faith. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you, Lord, for revelation from your word. Lord, teach us to rest, to rest in you, and to rest actively. And Lord, teach us the art of waiting upon you and waiting in the active sense. Give us the courage, the boldness, and the confidence necessary to wait upon you. Let us dance and writhe and whirl and praise and honor to your name and in glory to you and in worship, Lord. Worship is so crucial, Lord. We need worship. Give us a heart of worship and a heart that leaps out in joy and praise and honor to your name, Lord God. Lord, we love you when we hope in your word and we rest in it, and we wait upon it. That's our declaration of faith today, Lord. And we make that declaration today in your presence, and we claim in faith all the promises that you have given in your word to those that wait upon your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you want to rest and wait upon the Lord and have Jesus as a part of your life today, all you need to do is to invite Jesus into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior. You then need to repent of your sins and ask for his forgiveness. Then you trust that you've been forgiven and you ask for his free gift of eternal life. If you've prayed this from a sincere heart and you truly meant it, then you are now a part of the family of God. Welcome to God's family. We want to thank everybody for listening today. We appreciate you taking out your time to spend with us. If you would like to give us feedback and tell us how much you appreciate this show, you can contact us at kingswordbiblestudy at gmail.com. And if you would like to learn more about this program and about this ministry, you can visit kingswordbible.com. We also appreciate if you write a review from wherever you're listening to this podcast from. And if you follow and subscribe so that more people can hear the King's Word for themselves. God bless you. We want you to know that we love you all. And we will see you next week as we continue to study the King's Word together.